Welcome to Getting Work to Work, a weekly podcast exploring the world of work and how creative entrepreneurs, storytellers, and rule breakers infuse their daily lives with creativity and curiosity. Throughout this podcast, I've shared a lot of lessons, from the knocks I've taken the hard and stubborn way, to the wisdom gleaned from the many books I devour each year. I'm constantly searching for answers to my questions, with the hope that others will benefit from what I'm learning as well. Living a creative life is wondrous, wonderful, and a lot of work. It's tough at times, while at other times work flows effortlessly. Producing a podcast attempting to capture the emotional energy of creativity with all the peaks and valleys is a challenge too. Honesty is great, but lump together too many downer episodes and will people stick around? There's always the fear that the audience will leave no matter what happens. So it's probably best to just ride the waves and share what I've got. And that's what I'm doing today. I'm taking my own advice and you should probably take your own advice too. I was just about to read the mid-journey prompt. Show notes for this episode can be found at gwtw.co slash 761. While you're there, you'll also find the entire podcast archive, links to the short documentary series and weekly newsletter, and the latest merch to show your love and support. I have a lot of advice for others, but seldom do I practice everything I preach. I know what I'm good at, I know what I need to work on, and what should stay at the hobby level. This means that most of my advice is coming from that place of understanding. But honestly, it's flawed thinking, because as I think about that sentence, here, I'll read it again. I know what I'm good at, I know what I need to work on, and what should stay at the hobby level. It sounds practical, yes, pragmatic, very, but it's kind of closed-minded and boring. It sounds safe. When it comes to creativity, I have tried a lot of different paths and pursuits. When I first got started, I was fascinated with making websites and very crude graphics. I taught myself to play guitar and bass. As cameras got technically better and more affordable, digital photography and video production captured my attention. Writing became a staple of my daily work from scripts to poems, bridging both personal and professional work. There are so many creative pursuits that capture my mind. And I hold myself back. Why? For two reasons. I'm a people pleaser, and I'm not leveling up my creative risk-taking. When you don't know what you're doing, everything is a risk. Maybe you are celebrated for what you do, but often it's a spectacular failure. But you learn, you get better, and the risks sometimes become less as the rewards increase. So buried in this long-winded section is the first bit of advice that I would often give others, but not take for myself. As you increase your skills, make sure to take more creative risks. Here's the interesting thing about risk. You can take risks in one area of your business, but fail to see how risks translate in both creative and client areas. Being an entrepreneur is an inherently risky endeavor. 100% of both the success and the failure are on your shoulders. I accept that most of the time. What about you? But what do creative risks look like for you? Every time I work on a project, I try to push myself in one area or another. 
Like when I make a film, I'm usually trying to focus on cinematography or sound. With photography right now, I'm obsessed with grittiness and hard light, textures and shadows. But where I need to take more risks are in the longer and more complicated and massive projects. I honestly nail the weekly release schedule, but anything beyond that, I lack the discipline to break down a bigger project and see it through. When you do this work, however, your view of clients and types of work actually change because creative risks and client risks are symbiotic in nature. For example, if you're used to working with a corporate client, they might not want you to take visual risks, whereas that aesthetic is going to be vastly different than a rock band who wants you to take visual risks, creative risks with their music video in order to grab people's attention on YouTube. But here's the thing that I need to remember, and maybe you do as well. Don't worry about changing everything. Pick one risk and let the other symbiotic relationships catch up. I know that's easier said than done, but guess what? You don't have to change everything. One change is enough, especially if you give it time to grow and evolve. Another piece of advice that I would give people has to do with money. Do you have money issues? Well, find a way to deal with them before they level you. I don't know about you, but I see a lot of posts on social media and in newsletters about money. And they usually sound like this list of different phrases that I pulled from the recesses of my mind. Always raise your prices after every successful project. Fast, cheap, and high quality, you could pick two. Your hourly rate should factor the price of the project, profit, taxes, overhead, etc. That's pretty good advice, actually. Hourly pricing is unethical. Project pricing is a losing proposition. Value-based pricing is the pinnacle of creative entrepreneurship. Okay. No one's going to save you, so learn to save yourself. Charge what you're worth. Expensive to you is cheap to someone else. Don't price based upon what you would pay. Don't quit your day job until you have enough runway to do what you want to do. Okay, apparently there are a lot of messages that have stuck in my head about money. And yeah, they're all pretty great messages because the truth is that business is fundamentally about money. When you have a good month, your money issues won't go away. But when you have a bad month, guess what is amplified by the stress of not meeting your financial obligations? That's right your money issues. Finding where your money issues are at is the first step. Maybe you're charging what you're worth, but you struggle with budgets. But that's workable because there are programs such as YNAB, you need a budget. But maybe you're like me and your money issues are rooted much deeper in your emotional core. People won't like me if I have money or charge too much or even demand a living wage. Ouch. I mean, maybe YNAB addresses this, but it's probably going to be therapy that deals with that one, which brings in a whole new level of concerns. What will people think if I'm in therapy? And that's the advice I need to take for myself because things don't change on their own, especially when it comes to money. They only get worse when you don't attend to them or even ignore them. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with therapy. The final bit of advice that I would often give is don't expect 10 slides or a perfectly edited reel to have the same impact 
as following your gut to learn and try new things. I think I have a personal vendetta against pontificators on Instagram. Maybe it's because their advice always seems so perfect, as long as you follow it slide by slide, step by step. Maybe it's because I'm stubborn or that I have some weird underlying belief that if a system works for thousands of others, I'm going to be the one it didn't work for. But generally, when it comes to my creative work, my gut usually lets me know when I need to take an action. And when I do, it leads me to new subjects to learn, new things to try, and new people to connect with. So what's your gut telling you right now? Hopefully it's not saying I'm full of shit, but it's okay if it is, because then you can stop right here and listen to what it wants you to do. For me, my gut is telling me several things. It's a complicated and confused gut. It's telling me that it's time to slow down and take care of myself. It's saying that I need to embrace the teaching side of my personality in more ways. I have some ideas of turning the workshops I've developed into online courses. And oddly enough, deep down inside, I want to play more music. Of that advice, though, the most difficult is to slow down and take care of myself. Why? Back to my people-pleaser tendencies. It's easier to say yes to others and no to myself. Even though when I go for a walk or take time for myself or pick up the guitar and strum a few chords, my work ends up better because of that. So there you have it. Some advice that I'm working on taking for myself. It's so easy to just constantly share what other people should be doing. Infinitely more complex when it's also stuff that you know you should be doing too and how you're going to do it or take steps to doing it. I mean, this is all just talk until I actually do something about it. And the same goes for you. But the questions that I leave you with today, what about you? What came up for you throughout this episode? I hope you'll take notes so that you too can learn to take your own advice. Until next time, may creativity and curiosity fuel your 